Greetings, my nerds, and welcome to another episode of the Northwest Nerd Podcast, where we cover pop culture, science, and technology with a Pacific Northwest focus. My name is Nick Jaren. In the room with me, as always, is Dyer Oxley. You'll hear from him in just a second here. But uh, real quick, just wanted to intro what we're going to do on the show today. So this is our first roundtable episode of season three. It's that pretty traditional format of we have a panel of excellent guests or maybe just one guest. And we have around an hour long conversation. This week, the topic is on a number of things that tend to flare up around this time of year, around... uh, offensive costuming and one of the impetuses for this conversation this year is that uh, Megan Kelly over at NBC just got canned for making some offensive uh, remarks which Dara will explain in just a second we wanted to bring in our good friends from Black and Blue Abby Ekenezer and Jan Frakes to talk us through this and really just welcome them onto the show to be the excellent resource that they are on all of these conversations that can be really sticky but when you're talking to the right person I think it goes really well I learned a lot from the conversation Um, I'm certainly fallible I might even say something that you don't agree with in this episode I don't know we'll have to see you'll have to keep on listening so up first we're going to have Dyer just break down some of the news that happened uh, before this episode just to get us into the conversation and then after that we'll welcome in Abby and Jan. It seems that more and more every year, the traditions of Halloween have not only included candy, costumes, and horror movies, but also news of someone, somewhere, using blackface, or some controversy around blackface. But this year it was different, because we didn't have to wait until Halloween. So truly, you do get in trouble if you are a white person who puts on yes, blackface yes. on Halloween or a black person who puts on whiteface yes. for Halloween. Like, I, that, okay, back that, when I was a kid, that was okay as long as you were dressing up as, like, a character. That was Megyn Kelly on her show on NBC one week before Halloween. And she was specifically referring to blackface, painting your face as part of a costume. But it's a little bit more complex than that. Blackface grew out of American minstrel shows back in the 1800s, and it continued on into the 1900s as a more formal form of theater. It represented black people in media through a cluster of negative stereotypes, generally unintelligent. In short, it was racist. It reinforced a whole slew of prejudice and bigotry in American society. And it didn't take long for there to be a strong pushback to Megyn Kelly's most recent sentiment. Students at Kelly's own high school, for example, Bethlehem Central High School in New York, they even wrote an editorial noting that blackface is inappropriate today. And as far as they can tell from talking with teachers, parents and others in town, it was inappropriate in Megyn Kelly's day, too. NBC colleagues, they also spoke out. This is Al Roker. Well, she apologized to the staff. She owes a bigger apology to folks of color around the country because this is a history going back to the 1830s, minstrel shows to to mean and denigrate uh, a race. So when Megyn Kelly went back on the air, it was to apologize. This is a condensed version of her statement. And I want to begin with two words. I'm sorry. I have never been a PC kind of person. But I do understand the value in being sensitive to our history, particularly on race and ethnicity. I believe this is a time for more understanding, more love, more sensitivity and honor. And I want to be part of that. Thank you 
for listening and for helping me listen too. And when Kelly made her apology, she was not alone. She brought on two guests to discuss this issue further. Journalist and commentators Roland Martin and Amy Holmes. And this here, again, is a condensed version of their statements and responses to Megyn Kelly. I think the problem is for African-Americans, we know the history and too many white Americans don't know or won't accept it. When the reality is it is American history, yours and mine. You look at blackface, white, white entertainers wore blackface uh, to mimic uh, African-Americans, uh, to caricature African-Americans. Uh, when you look at the minstrel shows, black entertainers were forced to wear blackface uh, because whites did not even want to see the humanity of black people. So therefore, they had blackface. This is American history going up to the 1960s and to some degree in the 70s. And we still see it present day. But I did understand the idea of, but I love this character. I love Diana Ross or, you know, any number of African-American characters and real people historically. But even there, Megan, Hollywood also has a disreputable history of hiring white actors to play ethnic minorities because of racist casting practices. So instead of hiring a talented black actor or Native American or Hispanic American, you'd have a white actor putting on dark face to play that character. Even if it was meant to be respectful or thoughtful um, and reflective, it still reflected in our culture a non-acceptance of ethnic minorities uh, in media representation. Not even that. You can play Diana Ross just like you can play any other character, but you just put on a gown grab a fan, and then have big hair, you're fine. But that's the mistake that we make when we say, oh, I want to I cross that line. Yeah. There are lines, and there's history, and there's pain. And when we acknowledge that, then we can learn and grow from it. From it. But as long as we as Americans live in denial and act as if that stuff does not matter, then we will continue to have this problem in the next 400 years. Listen, I, well said. Now, this is all just a snapshot of a conversation that happened on national TV last week. But this issue is a lot bigger than that. Because honestly, some form of this conversation has happened among the geek community, more specifically the cosplay community, for some time. Halloween happens once a year, but there are Comic-Cons and there are pop culture festivals happening all year round with people dressing up for all of them. And when they do, we've all noticed the conversation that gets sparked about using makeup to alter skin tone. Or it doesn't even have to be blackface. For example, Moana has been a popular character more recently. Or another conversation, who can cosplay as certain characters? There's another national conversation about Black Panther, for example. One thing that I have noticed from talking to cosplayers or even just people that like going to Comic-Cons is that everybody has an opinion on the matter. But most folks are pretty nervous to even talk about it. And welcome into the studio for our uh, first roundtable of season three. Joining us, we have Abby Ekenezer, actress, writer, director, cosplayer, all-around nerd badass. Thank you for being here. Yay, thank you for having me. And seated next to her, we have Jan Frakes, costume designer, longtime cosplayer, also all-around badass, a new friend of the pod. Welcome, Jan. Thank you. And you guys are both on Black and Blue. That's which correct, yes. Is, uh, which is, seems like it's many things, but primarily <laughs> it is an Amazon... Uh, featured show that also 
is is tours is the appropriate word to use because you, you guys are also that. at conventions. <laughs> yeah. So you yeah. can catch them on Amazon, but if you go to a convention here in the Northwest, you most likely can find the black and blue uh panel yeah which is you guys discuss what um so we usually do uh people of color representation in media um entertainment we're trying to be broader now because uh it literally is like hitting all forms that's out there social media uh cosplay yeah i, I love the <laughs> fact that when we we're going and people are asking to like can you talk about just comics or can you talk about just film like we went to uh crypticon mm-hmm. and talked about horror oh, films. horror film no. like horror <laughs> that, was a, that was a subject tell <laughs> <Help> me <laughs> so. yeah um and then we are trying to look at different literature um works now also that we had someone else that's on our panel that was recommending some really nice books for us to read um so we've just been you know going around to different conventions and and sharing our lists, but also making lists from what we hear from other yeah. people too. All right on. Yeah, that's awesome. And I highly recommend the live show. You can catch out. <laughs> you can check out uh, season one on Amazon. But I saw you do the panel down in Rose City yeah. uh, a couple months ago, and it was awesome. And so. we'll be at Jet City this weekend. Ah, Perfect. <laughs> so will I as well. I think Dario Dar- yeah. will be around there as well. Yeah. Cool. yeah. yeah. Press passes. Yeah. Check us out. <laughs> find find us all. Track us all down. Yeah. Um, so let's get let's get into it. Uh, lots to talk about here, obviously, because. This is a literally centuries-old topic that we're about to get into, but let's do it anyway. Um, let's start really quickly first with like the newsiest part of this. Yeah. Does do you want to share some reactions to Megan Kelly just getting canned for her absolutely <sighs> wrong-headed sentiment that she aired out on She's national TV? So ignorant. I'm sorry, but I I don't even feel like her apology was real, mm-hmm. even like. And the fact that it came out after the fact that, like, you hear people saying, or at least social media was just talking about how, you know, she was suspended or she was taking the rest of the week off. And then all of a sudden she's fired. And then all of a sudden she's coming out with an apology. And it's like, listen, you can't, you can't just wait till things bubble up and explode before you apologize. If you're sincere, you would have apologized right then and there, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just, a lot of it is just based out of ignorance. And unfortunately, that's how our world is today. I, I personally think that in this day and age, when you have the internet, you have free access to libraries. Uh, ignorance is not an excuse anymore. Yeah. That is it's what's kind of wild about the internet age, right? Like, it's like <laughs> we have so much information. Yeah, I'm like, I can look at it on my phone. <laughs> right here. So, so much good writing out there. And yet people are still like, yeah, I don't know. Never came up before. Well, and the funny thing is, is, I think with like a lot of that stuff, they have the topic given to them right. already. So they have time to like research and, you know, know about your topic before you go and say something stupid on live television. So she had plenty of time to, to, you know, do some research and everything on that. And that that's her own fault. I actually would not be surprised if I don't think research even comes into play. I think she knew exactly that if she said something regarding blackface, if it was costuming Halloween's coming up, it's a timely topic and that this will get the social medias buzzing and she'll create a controversy. Maybe even she could be the bad guy and then come around and oh, I learned something, but maybe she didn't realize that 
oh, this is a bigger stink than I thought it was going to yeah. be. <laughs> right. well, yeah. um, and then, yeah, but, and this was fired. all just planned content for her. To, yeah, to, to, and I'll come yeah. in and give her the least credit in the room then because this is the same woman who insists that Santa Claus is white. Yeah. It's a fictional <sighs> character. So was Jesus. Uh, yeah, she also claims that Jesus is white, <laughs> which is just yeah. historically inaccurate. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah and she's so the same. much to say about <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I do. <laughs> Being Middle Eastern, I have a lot to say about that. Uh, and she's the same person who gave a national platform to Alex Jones and just signal boosted him through that ridiculous interview a couple oh months ago. God. Like NBC, I give so little credit to NBC News for finally canceling her terrible show and <laughs> taking away her platform. Like, oh, thank you. They never should have given it to her. Um, cool. So I think that wraps up the Megan Kelly yeah, stuff then. I think that was really nice. We all bashed her pretty we thoroughly. We solved it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's, get, um, let's get more into costuming then because I wanted to... Um, we're recording this the Sunday after like the big Saturday of Halloween, which is the one yeah. before it when yeah. most of the parties are and stuff like that. I was at a couple parties last night, saw Dyer at one. His costume was not offensive, which I was pleasantly surprised by. It was by. offensive at how bad it was. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. I did have to it ask was entirely it was. brought to you by thrift stores. So, yeah. Um, I was, uh, I, uh, Wesley, I was, uh, the the Dread Pirate Roberts from yeah, Princess there you Bride, go. essentially. Oh, nice. But yeah. I had cut up like what was supposed to be a uh, Grim Reaper costume and then, yeah. Made it into yeah, the made shirt it into something and the hood. Else. And I am not crafty, so it didn't work out as, as <laughs> Unlike well. all of your friends. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm, I'll be expecting a phone call next year. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, can you make me a costume, please? Every year, uh, side note, every year uh, I just have a name tag. I, and I, I have two of them now. Yes, that's right. And so I will just write wolf or I will write straights. And that's <laughs> what I will go to a, a, and if you haven't picked up, that's dire wolf, dire straights. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what I will go to a party as. And that's as good as it's going to get with me. But this year, um, I know I had, I was a couples thing. So uh, the person <laughs> I went with was Buttercup and... So yeah. So anyway, I got. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. So the face everybody else made. We need to plaster photos all over Facebook for that one. I don't think there's any evidence of actually. You didn't get any photos. I probably hid from every camera. That's that. We're going down a total aside now. (laughs) No, this is the therapy hour with actually Nick's costume. (laughs) Who, if you've seen Maniac, yes, pretty awesome. You know the guy that's the hair flip scientist. Yes, he was that guy. And Rosen was Dr. Wh- James Mantaroy, and she was Dr. Uh, Azumi Fujita from yeah. Maniac. Yeah, oh it was a lot God, of fun. It was so pretty cool. spot on. She got the patches made and everything. It was really cool. Oh, yeah. I put in cool. like 1% effort, and she absolutely <laughs> killed it. <laughs> <laughs> like, all credit to her. But this, yeah. sorry, you said we were going to get back on topic. And I know, then you we were. Further off topic. Well, right. It was cool because, like, I, we actually, well, at least me yesterday, um, I came from the Geek Girl con because i was at the geek girl fashion show and um we didn't really get to do costuming stuff but um i'm wearing a shirt by the quirk shop and they actually made me into suri from black panther so i had the white dots on my face and i still have the head buns you're rocking this forever if i can um but yeah they you know did the makeup and the white dots and i I have not heard anyone stop saying, oh my God, you look amazing <laughs> since that, well, like that entire night. So like having the dream of like being this this iconic character, it was the coolest thing ever. And I'm probably going to cosplay her <laughs> She's sometime like, soon. She's like, I, I don't know. You got to do it now, right? Like, <laughs> going to cosplay um, Suri. I just need the gauntlets. <laughs> it's coming the weekend. Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe. So did anybody have like any weird incidents this past weekend with uh both the con and uh halloween parties and whatnot did anyone run up against 
anything uh, particularly troubling or offensive this weekend? Mm, I haven't, um, but I mean, I don't know if I've already talked about my issues with Geek Girl Con, and that'll probably be another podcast. But um, I, I didn't really visit the con too much. I was pretty much there for the um, vendors mm. and for the designers because I really don't support Geek Girl. Um, I just I like supporting the people that vend there, and and unfortunately, um, I was actually supposed to be at Steamposium, but they canceled their convention oh. um, this weekend. So yeah. Yeah, let's not talk about that one. Yeah, I, I kind of died a little a bit. A lot of people, a lot of people are upset about it. I had my it's costume one of those already things. made. It's, was, it's, yeah. a, it's events, you know, events that happen in Seattle. There's so many. There's so many events here, and you know, it's literally every weekend. And there's no way people can afford to go to an event every single weekend. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. do you think we're a little bit saturated at this point? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Oh God, yeah. yeah. So, I, uh, I do have to say though. I mean. In regards to seeing things, because um, most of my friends are pretty woke, um, you know, it's <laughs> brag about it. I was uh, <laughs> like, most of my friends are. Um, <laughs> do you have a couple? You know? <laughs> but um, we all know the one who isn't. I mean, <laughs> it's it's one of those things that I mean, I don't get to see it through my friends, but I, you know, going to the costume shops, you know, picking up little props here and there, I still see that. I don't know what I can use certain words on here or not, but <laughs> so I still go for it, it and I'll just bleep later. it later. If yeah, I'm gonna bleep me here in a second. <laughs> um, like the Native American costumes. Oh, I, I was gonna bring that up. It is nope. appalling it to is me so because bad. it always has this white chick, super skinny, and she's always got her little tomahawk, you know, kind of thing. And I'm just and the big See, headdress, too, with the feathers. It's appalling. And so it's, I was at a costume shop just last week. I was looking for Dread Pirate Robert stuff. Um, and they, they have a Western section. I didn't see the the, the sexy Indian one. I saw the, the guy with the headdress. Yeah. It was the same thing. Yeah. Um, but it was it was in there, right next to the cowboy and, and all that. And that was, I'd like to say, one of the things that I saw that really kind of made me like second guess. Like, that's still uh, a thing mm-hmm. to actually wear. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then there was the, uh, oh, I forgot, was this, it was that Spirit. Um, yeah, Spirit yeah. Halloween. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they had the, uh, it was the Egyptian costumes. Oh, God, the yeah. Egyptian yeah, quote costumes unquote. that apparently <laughs> we, uh, Egyptian people wear. Um, <laughs> so, um, but it was a <laughs> white guy and a white girl. And I'm like, well, you know, like apparently they couldn't find anybody else to yeah. model photos. <laughs> but it just—it's one of those things where it's just—it's very stereotypical costumes, and that's where I'm like, it's not just stereotyping, you know, a costume itself, but it's it's stereotyping a culture. Yeah, that's well, we gotta stop doing. And, and I'm culture glad that you is not a costume. Well, yeah, yeah, and I'm glad you jumped into to that example because the headdress thing alone, outside of Wrong. of costuming, there, there's a lot of things that I don't think people are aware of that regard just that one mm-hmm. particular piece of regalia. And yeah. if you want to, we just said the internet's there, so have fun with that. <laughs> but um, the the idea that we will take a culture, that we will take regalia, that we will take ethnicity and synthesize that into a costume um, seems, uh, that's the thing, I, that's the gap that I think people are missing in our yeah. culture. That yeah. And that's why we're having this conversation because we're still seeing those costumes. Um, why do we think that that gap still exists? Why do we still think that that kind of culture representation as a synthetic costume is sellable? Yeah. 
I think it's because you have so many people that are just willing to forget the connotations that are behind it. um, And they want to plead ignorance all of the time. Like it's even in the the cosplay community too, um, where we'll have different people who, um, you know, wear certain things and they're like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm from this country and we don't have this. This doesn't exist in our country. And I'm trying to be as, you know, appropriate or like I'm trying to be true to the character. Like, we were just talking about that. And I'm like, you can be true to the character without being an idiot. Yeah. You know, I, I had an experience somewhere. I was at a bar with a group that I I, I was the outsider. I wasn't. I didn't know who they were. They were their friend group, uh, and we were just talking at the bar. And at one moment, this uh, African American woman came up. It's going to pay her bill, and this girl in that group just reached over and put her hand on her head. Oh, no. and, and she did not know this person. Oh, and really? Everybody else, no, it's just a stranger. So and so, everybody in her group knew that, and was like, "Hey." Um, no, and we've told you no. So not only did she and know that, told you they before. told you no before. Um, but her whole breathe thing Abby, was... Her, <laughs> we could take a moment to stretch if anybody wants to. She's like, oh my God. Her whole thing was, look, I, I grew up in China. That's where my family was based. And that's something that, you know, we would do that all the time. You touch people in, in areas and all that. And, and kind of at the end of the night, the thing that basically had to get through to her, the, the thing that made her understand it is like, that's great you grew up in China. You're in Seattle. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not in China. And so maybe if you go to China and you, you could do as they do in China. Yeah. And I'm not even sure if that's an accurate thing. I yeah. didn't grow up in China. But you're in Seattle mm-hmm. and you've had friends that have specifically told you no. Yeah. You know, um, so I don't know if that person's going to hang out with them anymore. I know that I personally didn't feel like I wanted to hang out with those people anymore. <laughs> I wonder why. Just because, well, just because of that. That thing. Counter? I, I do have to say this. The the lady um, was probably the most polite in explaining and and civil person in that situation that I think uh, you, that her friends weren't. And actually took her aside and was like, "Okay, here's here's the deal. Yeah, you know, you this is what you need to understand because obviously you don't." And actually <laughs> took her aside and they had like this five minute conversation that was a. I thought that was, you know, a great learning moment perhaps for her. I hope it actually stuck. But <laughs> I guess my end point is that stuff still happens and I'm not mm-hmm. sure the the idea that okay, I'm from X country. If you're here, then you should probably go with you know, we have our own little set of of hang-ups and uh, offenses and history that have, you know, certain connotations here in America that reaching out and touching someone's head is not okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the same time, it goes along with, um, if you have the inclination that you want to be a national or international figure Mm -hmm. and you feel that you're doing something, then you have to make sure that whatever you're doing, that you are not offending anybody else's culture because you want to be in this public eye now. So you have to make sure that everything right. that you're doing in the public eye is correct because there will be people that will try to correct you. And if you tell them that they're wrong, mm-hmm. you're going to have a lot of backlashes. I've seen cosplayers um, do certain things and 
once again, they'll give that excuse where this doesn't happen in my country. And I was like, yeah, but I mean, you're, you're trying to reach a national audience. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to fix some things if, if you're going to want to keep doing that. Cause there's a lot of people that are not going to tolerate it. Before we get yeah. too far away from it, there was a story that it's somewhat related to what we were talking about before with the blackface issue. And it's a story that you told me, Abby, yeah. about Emerald City Comic Con. And, and we're talking about things that happen <laughs> both know. today. Yeah. <laughs> things that people think about, oh, wait, somebody touching somebody else's hair. That wouldn't have happened mm -hmm. last year, and it did. And this story happened, when, when did this happen? This was like two years ago, what, two or three years ago. Can you relate that to us a little bit? Yeah. Um, so one of my friends, um, it was the male bathroom. And one of my friends had went into the bathroom and he comes oh, this, back I know out what this one is. <laughs> and his eyes are like bugging at Dom. Yeah, I know it's Dom. <laughs> <laughs> and his eyes are bugging out. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. I'm like, are you okay? He was coming out of the male restroom. His eyes are bugging out. That's all we're going to go at right now. He's, okay. End of story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, dude, <laughs> you would not guess a what I just saw. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, obviously if Dom's freaking out, there it's a big deal because Dom is like the most level-headed person um, on the planet. So he like comes out and he's like, yeah, so there's this guy. And I guess he used shoe polish. Yes. Oh. <laughs> he was using shoe polish, yeah. As his toner to blackface because he wanted to cosplay Jordi LaForge. So, so this he had person the visors. Was, he was using brown shoe polish <laughs> he was using on his God. face. Brown shoe on his and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sorry. We First just have to all, laugh at it because we're just like I couldn't believe we, we the caucasity of the situation. <laughs> so so in in short, this person was some kind of fan of, of Jordy LaForge and he thought was, that <laughs> it was okay to paint his face black. And go as Jordy LaForge. Yes. And not even using makeup. Like, he used shoe polish. Like, who uses... What I like about this is, is uh, at one level, somebody is going to be offended that, okay, somebody is doing blackface. But the cosplayers in the room are all like, and he didn't even use makeup. makeup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's... Oh, God. That is... Two years ago, that is. Was there a galling. response that happened after that? Would I mean? Because I, I don't. Usually, you would think that somebody would say something. That social media would blow up. Um, but I, I didn't. Was, I didn't hear that until I heard it from you. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I was at that. He was convention. from what we understand. He's he was young. Okay. He was. Uh, he he was in ultra fandom mode, where he thought that because. Jordi LaForge is African-American. I must look African-American to be him. And what he didn't realize is that in this amazing world that we have, Jordi LaForge has infinite color, infinite race. Yeah. And I love that Dom said that, and I'm totally giving him credit for that. Because yeah, right. I love it and I use it every time. Yeah. Um, great example, I just cosplayed as Storm. I'm a man. I was cosplaying as a female, not just any female, an African-American female. I didn't color my skin. Nope. Not one bit. And I walked down that convention and every person knew who I was. 
every yeah. person. In fact, I got a lot of pictures with people who were in <laughs> Marvel outfits. And there, some in DC who decided that I needed to lay on the floor and they needed to beat me, but that's another whole issue. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I remember um, that. But there was, it was great and I had fun. I was, and my thing was, I didn't need to have the darker skin to feel like I was Storm. Yeah, I was storm. Well, that I, ends. I think, in, like in correlation to that, we were like running to get somewhere. Uh, I think we were like running to a panel or something yeah. like that. So we couldn't even address the situation. Um, and and that's why for me, I'm trying to be better about it. Especially like if I see friends that are doing it, I have so many people that'll ask me in Messenger, like Facebook Messenger, or like text me. They're trying to. They have this cosplay idea. And it's a certain character and they want to do it justice, but, you know, they don't want to offend anyone. And that's what we're trying to do. It's literally the message that we're trying to portray. Like I, I was talking um, to we, we were supposed to do Dragon Con like a year ago where we were going to do the muses. And um, they are really hard, you know, because they're like the hairs like super big from Hercules. Uh, oh, the animated oh, Their hairs yeah. are like super okay. big and different. And, and they're all seen as like women of color, right? You don't know exactly where they're from, but their skin tone is darker. So you're not sure if they're trying to be depicted of, you know, um, an Eastern culture or an African culture. And so um, there is this girl from Italy. Uh, and it was, I don't know how to say, I want to say it was Drama Copa Cosplay. And she did the most amazing job. She had the character that I was doing with the one, the main singer that has the big curls mm. on the top, like a crown on her head kind of thing. And it was beautiful. I I absolutely loved it. I, and and uh, I don't know if you know um, Charles Conley. He does Ebony Warriors cosplay and he does like Black Batman um, and all of that. And he actually had posted her cosplay saying this is the best way to do a character without brown black yellow facing you know like and and with 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 what jan said too i cosplayed um hawkeye and i i had a bow i had my my you know my hawkeye vest i was hawkeye i had my shades you didn't see me lighten my skin or anything like that. And people knew, because I had the little, well, sometimes some people knew, but I had like the Avengers patch on my on my vest and everything. And I was like, yeah, just doing Hawkeye, dude, whatever, what's up? You know, and you, you embody the character the best way you possibly can, but you don't need to change your appearance in order to look like the person. You can do it justice just by being yeah. yourself. Embody the character, I think, is the key <laughs> phrase there. Yeah. Because I think that... What we see when people insist on darkening their skin or doing something really offensive with their hair or something like that, like they're missing out on the core concept of the character. Like you can do Storm with white hair and some lightning bolts and people will probably get it. Mm -hmm. You don't need to darken your skin for that. What it says to me when people insist that they need to do that in order to get the character right, either they're A, so hung up on the details that they, they can't see past the cultural significance of what they're doing, or B, they think that that character is black first or brown first and then the other things. Yeah. And that to me is the big problem. Like that's, that's where a lot of the conversation should happen with these oh, people. Absolutely. Like, Hey, yeah. realize that this character 
is a person yeah <laughs> and maybe embody like their values yeah while you're trying to do this rather than their skin tone i would say i always tell people like going work more on the outfit not the skin tone (laughs) (laughs) how do you how do you encounter that as as a as a costume maker you encounter you probably encounter a lot of well just characters in general from all over the spectrum and so when we talk about embodying a character in this regard i mean how do you approach that um with me i've always taken a kind of an interesting play with my cosplays um some of my favorites um, that I've done, I, I like to cosplay as characters that aren't necessarily humanistic. Um, my Pikachu. Mm, I don't throw the one... on a pajama. I I wear, I have a top hat. I have full on coat and tails, cane. I'm all in yellow. I have my little red lapels for my cheeks. You know, I look at the character. I look at the attributes of the character and then I make a costume from that. It doesn't have to look like the character. It has to resemble the character. It has to bring the character to mind. And every time I wear that, which if you are a Pokemon Go player, you'll see me on the streets during community day sometimes. <laughs> but um, they, uh, yeah, literally people know it. They're like, it's Pikachu. It's formal Pikachu. It's dapper Pikachu. They get it. They know it. Um, I'm trying to think especially the bright yellow oh yeah, i know <laughs> so that does kind of get it um but i mean i i love to gender gender play as well yeah so um when i like i said my thing is a lot of people look at it and they have to be like super authentic and you know it's, it's great i'm like yeah that's wonderful you did a great job on that but where's you mm-hmm. where are, are you you now are lost in that costume yeah and and another thing but, that like drives me insane is that when you when you have cosplayers that do it and then you try to inform them of what they're doing, they try to defend what they're doing instead of just understanding what people are trying to say to them and say, look, okay, I see where you're coming from. I understand where you're coming from. I am sorry. And I will make sure that I portray the character the way that I feel brings the character best to life, you know, or I can contribute to bringing the character to real life instead of, no, I just, I just wanted to be as, as real as and close to the character as possible. I was like, yes, but there's so many wrong connotations to that. Yeah. I'll I, I, put, put it this way. If I were to cosplay as a terrorist from a certain video game, which I am not going to mention, uh, but that happens to have Middle Eastern people as the terrorist and you play a white guy going around shooting the terrorist. <laughs> okay. Um, but, Wait, wasn't um, there a time where you said that you wanted to come in in costume where you had bombs strapped? I did. I, was, I, was, I thought it was going to be a funny joke, but um, <laughs> that's a different story. <laughs> you got you to bring us along with you. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that'll be some Every, really good audio. Have, like, someone record that. I, I was literally going to just like, you know what? I can cosplay as a certain thing and have bombs strapped to me and it would be okay because for me it would be culturally appropriate. <laughs> And even though that was really not culture appropriate, what I just said, okay, please do not take that out of context. Please do not. Um, but no, it was a, it was, it was meant as a ha 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 funny joke. Yeah. I just said this, but would I ever do that? Absolutely. No. Yeah. Um, but it, I'm just, 
I forgot where I was going to go with this. Okay. <laughs> I got just, me distracted. I mean, no, I am. Um, where was I going? <laughs> I just with costuming and everything and like seeing so many, seeing people trying to bring characteristics to oh, life as much as possible. But I'm saying there essentially sometimes there are just characters that are straight up offensive and they are meant to be offensive and dressing like them is offensive. And you just have to realize that. And that's, you know, I'm, I'm just going to say this. If I saw, Oh, I kind of, I still guess this. Um, uh, okay. All the boys that are out there wearing their scarves, as they still call them, that they got online. That was so like, Oh, I'm just going to say is uh, they think they're, Scarves, but they're really actually uh, Muslim kiefah. Um They're the ones you see the oh. pattern scarf, mm-hmm. the fringe on oh, them okay. right there. And everybody's like, oh, it's just fashion. And I'm like, no, dude, that's a holy garment. Take it off. Mm-hmm. I'm like, or wear it properly. Or know why you're wearing it. This is similar to the headdress issue. It is. Yeah. It would be like me walking around with an Indian headdress on and being like, dude, it's just a hat. Yeah, they, they, and it, it's like, good shade, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll, I'll be honest, I see a lot of them at conventions. Yeah, I actually saw some being sold at Emerald City Comic Con, which I, I, I should have had the guts to go up to them and ask them why they were selling it. But yeah, yeah and it's and just a lot of that too is is just you know the fear of um, confronting someone too. You know, especially if you don't feel like you have people that are supporting you in that decision yeah. to go and confront someone. Uh, I mean, we as nerds, we we don't really want to get into fights with people. We really don't. Well, <laughs> we don't know how to. <laughs> <laughs> like, you no. know, that's why they 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 say that like a gang of nerds is very dangerous. <laughs> we'll like stalk you. <laughs> we'll find you at your home. <laughs> you know, we'll we'll dox we'll, you. Yeah, we'll like oh, type no. really angrily online. <laughs> So let me let me attempt to kind of tie a few pieces together. Yeah. I think Nick, the the phrase that you used was uh, getting caught up and lost in the details. Um, Abby, you brought up kind of confronting people and and, and finding ways to do that. Uh, and we also talked about you said the guy was, was like you know like a young guy who's doing the Jordy yeah, LaForge yeah. thing, and, and 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 which brings in the whole aspect when we were talking about being ignorant about certain issues. Yeah. Um, what then is the conversation with somebody who p- person X here? We're going to go to and say, okay, you have done lightning. Let's not even say blackface. Let's just say you have done darkening of your skin mm-hmm. to match a character, right? So, what is the conversation around that to explain why this is offensive to? group xyz or just why that is wrong what what's the what's what is that conversation and what is the appropriate way to have that conversation yeah um just did this a couple like beginning of this year um there's a cosplayer i'm gonna throw his name out there because he's still a jerk um his name is leon chiro cosplay and he did uh the new assassin's creed character that came out which is a syrian um background um, he's Italian, and instead of just going and tanning naturally, he decided to use bronzer to <clears throat> to darken his skin. <clears throat> now, I had issues with that because um, 
I have a lot of friends that are Syrian that are dealing with so many racial tension um, issues that are going on where they live right now and are applying for refugee status in different countries. Like I have friends that are trying to apply for refugee status in England or here or, you know, um, can't, uh, Vancouver. And they can't just wash off their skin tone at the end of the day and say, look, I'm, you know, Italian again and everything's all hunky-dory. Um, and that's one of the things that pissed me off about him doing that. Uh, and the fact that he was also endorsed by Ubisoft that pissed me off even more because it was like, you have a whole bunch of people that play your games and you saying that this is okay makes me not want to play your games anymore. That's like what with um, Zombie Orpheus guys did with uh, this um, game media company. They were uh, playing around with the hashtag... Um, that had came out for, you know, trans people, the we will not be erased. And they did some little joke take on it. And so uh, someone found it, screenshotted it, and, you know, sent it before they deleted it, before the company deleted, deleted it. And the one, I, the one thing I love about uh, Zoe is that they don't tolerate anything like that. So they pulled all of their media um, from the company and, and told people who were subscribers that if anybody lost media that they had already paid for because it's a streaming service I think <clears throat> that they would replace everything for them you know no problem and 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 that was one of the things that I love the actions that this this company did to help other people in society who were marginalized feel like they were protected you know and with this cosplayer us, the fact that he had 99% of the people that were commenting on his brown facing saying that it was wrong from multiple countries um, telling him that this is not okay. You need to understand that like if you're trying to put this face um, as a national face and you're trying to represent a, an international game company and people are telling you that this is wrong, maybe you should understand that maybe that what they're saying is right or the fact that majority of the people that are saying it that maybe it should hold some kind of weight and he just kept saying oh well you know we don't have racism in Italy and I was like yeah you do <laughs> I was there like three years ago and me and my son had to deal with a lot of backlashes that were happening over there so you're a damn liar <laughs> that's interesting that's actually an interesting response i wasn't necessarily <clears throat> expecting you almost talking about like the business side yeah. of this of looking okay so ubisoft i think it was the company you yep, mentioned ubisoft yeah and looking at who you support with your with your do dollar um i i guess i bringing that down to kind of a more kind of personal level if if we were going to talk to that kid who was doing Jordy laforge i mean how do we explain to someone like that that uh hey this is why it's wrong yeah this is what you're doing i mean i guess how does that conversation Can I jump in real go? quick before, before yeah. anyone answers this because this is something that i think that a lot of people who aren't people of color don't realize that people of color have to go through which is a forced expertise in mm -hmm. ethnic interactions <laughs> just period yeah. like yeah. 
but <laughs> like you're expected to be able to provide all of these answers mm-hmm. historical context and obviously like we didn't invite random people of color in here to talk yeah. about this no. we know that you can talk about these but i also yeah. just wanted to say like don't feel like you need to confront these people if you're in that bathroom alone and you happen to be like the only yeah. brown or black person in yeah. there don't feel like you're being forced into the position where you have to go make that confrontation and represent for everybody else. Yeah. Because tokenization is real. Forced expertise is real. And there is so much pressure going into a a conversation like that, Mm -hmm. that I think that before we even get to how to do it, Mm -hmm. you have to recognize just how much weight is on a person before they even say, Hey there, stranger. That's offensive. (laughs) I guess this, I guess this is the angle. You know you're being racist right now. (laughs) I guess this is the, the angle where I'm going at it. I've, uh, I've had that interaction. Um, I've hosted a Halloween party, mm-hmm. and a very good friend, lifelong friend of mine, showed up with his fiance, his white guy, as the Huxtables. And this was before uh, the Cosby. Uh, you know, a lot more of the yeah. the, the la- other layer of Cosby has just come on. Um, and that w- that was a very uncomfortable party. You know, that was a very uncomfortable oh, like, he interaction. Oh yeah. Oh. No, he did. He he went beyond the Cosby sweater. So I guess I wasn't necessarily, I guess, looking at this from a, hey, how do, how do we get non-white people to explain this? I'm, I guess I'm looking at the broader conversation of mm-hmm. how do we, because that guy, you know, that guy's never been to a KKK rally. He's never had that cultural interaction of what minstrel theater was, but he still did it. And so I guess I'm looking at where do we, where do we find that conversation to explain that? And we just talked about is ignorance appropriate anymore or not, you know? So where does that conversation begin or end? Or how do we explain I, to the guy that shows up at my party? Don't do that with the Huxtables. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's simple as that. You just said it. Don't do that with the Huxtables. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. it's literally, you, you can, I mean, it's, if you're your friend, you say, pull him aside, say, yeah. Hey, that's really offensive. And it's, it's like, not offensive to them. It's offensive to me. Yeah, or well. even like, and if like, they what were you thinking? That? You know, oh, when you. I mean, I don't. I only say rather than confrontation, I I always approach with conversation. Yeah, exactly. Um, because I'm a lighter skinned Middle Eastern person, I don't have to deal a lot with the the. I guess what's the word I'm looking for. The aftermath, what <clears throat> the it aftermath, feels like yeah, to be a darker-skinned so, person. <laughs> I really don't, um, because a lot of people mistaken me either for being Caucasian or anything like that. So, um, unless it's in the summertime, <laughs> that's an old story. Um, I tan three sixty-five. <laughs> so, um, but it's uh, I don't have to deal with that. Um, I go to the airport. I feel safe. You know, I mean, how do you approach the guard and say, hey, you can't talk to them like that. They're, yep. you know, but at the same time, what I can do is when I see somebody who's trying to brown face or dressing up like a, an Arab person or a Saracen or, you know, <clears throat> somebody from Syria or anything like that, I can say, hey, um, so wh- why are you doing that? Exactly. Literally, and you're like, like hey, oh, well, I'm trying to be this character and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, well, just so you know, I'm from there. And they kind of look at you like, oh, yeah, we don't look like that. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it, just it, a conversation. it kind of it kind of <laughs> starts people go, uh, well, the character looks like, and I'm like, well, that's because you had racist people making the character. Yep, 
And so what you're doing is you're perpetuating racism. Yeah. And then it kind of sparks like, well, I think it's, I'm like, no, it's not what you think. It's because it's my culture. It's what yeah. I think. And it's also point. like what <laughs> so. you're representing to other people too, so. who also feel that way, you know? But, yeah. And, <laughs> and in particular, I think the conversation to, to people dressing up in costumes, it comes back to embodying the character as well. Like, the visor's probably enough. Yeah. Yeah. You, know yeah. I mean? if you could like, walk around in regular clothes, fine. put on a visor. Put on a visor. You'd be like, I would oh, know you're, you're Jordy. Yeah. Jordy yeah. on the street. Or with Jordy's on leave. I mean, <laughs> again, without that other layer, you could wear a Cosby sweater and do a bunch of you exactly. sees and you yeah. know exactly put what you're in doing. pop yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> jello um <laughs> you you would exactly uh know where you're coming from with that yeah the thing that was that's always kind of i guess baffled me with that one and i've had conversations with this person still over the years about that but the thing that has always kind of gotten me is that we came up from the same you know area and like high school you know like the awareness I had, I almost just took for granted that should be the awareness he had. Yeah. You know, but even uh-huh. though we came up like in line, we both had a very, very different awareness. And I was honestly a very different person at that time, too. I think that I've hopefully grown from that. I wasn't <laughs> perfect then either. But um, yeah, what were you wearing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, we just talked about my costume. <laughs> was, uh, I'm not very good. I was kidding anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, uh, I was this character from this video game. Um, no, uh, uh, no, I, yeah. So I guess that's what I kind of took for granted in that is that, you know, even though maybe a lot of folks that, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know if anybody can figure this out from the podcast. I'm, I'm the white guy in the room. Um, but I, you know, maybe say that I'm, I'm having a conversation with people about these very nervous issues that people seem to have, you know, in within the cosplay community and somebody that, kind of came up my exact same path, didn't necessarily have that awareness. Yeah. And maybe that's the thing that I think a lot of folks have to realize that, okay, that's great that you you can, you know, talk about this, but maybe the buddy right next to you doesn't. Yeah. You know? we, we actually have, like, so we just inducted someone in black and blue who is our token Caucasian. Oh, we, <laughs> we did. <laughs> And he he translates Caucasian to the other. He he literally got like you saw him. I did. Yeah, he goes, yeah. I'm it's a here, great bit. I'm here to translate everything for you guys, and I'm here so you don't feel afraid. Yeah. <laughs> so, but um, I actually, I, you know, it's kind of it's actually kind of nice um having him up with us on a panel sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of times, well, all the times. Like, but um, he does deliver um a perspective of saying, Hey, this is what's really happening. This is what's really going on. And this, everything they're saying is true. You cannot argue with it because here I'm Caucasian and I'm telling you, I see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, so let's have the conversation now. Yeah. And <laughs> so. a lot of things, a lot of things about him is that like he grew up in Nigeria. Oh yeah. That's you know, thing, his yeah. parents are missionaries. So he grew up in Nigeria. He grew up around the poverty and everything that happened over there. And then he also got to spend some time in Hong Kong too. Yeah. So he's he he's was lucky. Yeah, yeah, he was lucky to be able to be immersed in all of these different cultures and um be a part of these different societies and, and see and learn, you know, what happens to different to people who are different than him. Yeah. Um and he's been 
but we've still been teaching him a lot yeah, of things. It's, well, it's, it's, he even says it. Um, it's he goes. It's different for him because he got to go to Nigeria, and it, while in Nigeria, he was the minority, but mm-hmm. he still had the privilege. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I was, I'm like, and talking about that, and where he talks about he goes to Hong Kong, and he's like, you know, he says you couldn't see another white person for miles. He goes, but people would walk around him. People would always say hello or thank you, or they they always would treat him as though he was better than them. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons why we do black and blue is because, you know, uh, you see those questions that are popping around like Facebook right now. Uh, you have those those friends, those those POC friends that are like, if there's one thing a white person could ask me, ask it right now, you know. And it's like I'm giving you a freebie, and that's what we do with black and blue. It's like we we tackle the hard things, the hard questions, the hard issues, the things that in society that nobody wants yeah. to talk about so that it is being talked about and we're having conversations. We're trying to have healthy conversations about it and um, let people understand that like, <clears throat> if you had questions, we're going to try and answer all of those, as many of those questions for you as possible. And um, you know, that's one of the things I love about the show is that we have, sometimes seven people on there at a time and you know we're we're being (laughs) so stereotypical on there drinking orange soda and fried chicken (laughs) well we like to definitely play with the stereotypes definitely Um, love to play i i I guess it's like you gotta laugh at them yeah you have to yeah you have to and we we do we we do our best to you know try and and make fun of the situation but it's we're also being serious about it at the same time and, and trying to do our best when it comes to making people feel comfortable that they can approach us and ask us certain things. And we do, we have that anytime we do panels, you know, people come up to us afterwards and they're like, listen, yeah, like, (laughs) listen, I'm doing this and I have these questions and we're like, we have answers. Just, you know, come talk to us and we have social media. We have, Instagram, we have Twitter and all of that other stuff. And we tell people all the time, if you have a question, send us a question because we will answer it for you. And that's an amazing resource because I feel like every time that I've ever had to have conversations like that confrontational one with with white people in particular, they're like, well, who am I ever supposed to ask about these things? Like, yeah. You can't just pull a random black person. <laughs> and like, well, yeah. no, no. here's a whole group of black people and and what and uh asian people and middle eastern and like all colors of the rainbow that will do what we can to answer all the questions for you <laughs> and we have queer people in there too so <laughs> yeah. i say when we say queer people we mean there is gender fluid yeah gay, non-binary bi, pan, bi, pan. Um, non-binary yeah, yeah. so it is uh yeah, there, there's, so if you even have questions. Intersectional. Yeah, yeah intersectional. That's what we say. Yeah. Intersectionality is not that hard. I did it, Mary. <laughs> Sorry. All right. That's like for one of I our panelists, one. too. She's always about intersectionality. So, At our RenCon convention, actually, um, which is something we do in September, we had uh, a bunch of people that were dressed as drow. I think that they did an amazing job, especially because I love Robert Salvatore. I think he's one of the most amazing authors out there, and he brings the oppression of being darker-toned people um, to light, because even they still have their oppression of each other, 
um, in this fiction, you know, like fictional yeah. world. By the way, um, are drow are dark elves. Yes. They usually live underground. They worship spiders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I digress. Um, I, I thought that they did justice to it. I absolutely loved it. You know, they brought a lot of the characters from the mm. books to life. And I was like, this is cool. And my friend came up to me and she's like, She's like, you're, I'm not offending you or anything like that. I was like, no, you're a, you're a dark elf. Yeah, and let's get this point. Dark <laughs> elf is not painting myself, my skin, super dark brown. They were black. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like shoe polish black. Like they were, they were, that's black. when you use shoe polish. And yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> Actually, do not put shoe polish on your face. Black shoe it polish. It will dye your skin. Yes. You Are you serious? Not yeah. do that. Yes, it will. Uh, yeah. Oh. oh, just get it on your hands a couple times. You'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> so. We have to, I mean, we had to, use, when I was in the Navy, we used it to shine our shoes yeah. and we'd get, black fingertips and that's how they knew that, that you shined your shoes is yep. you have black fingertips and it would be on there for like a week so yeah, it's stay like, away yeah, from use, and if you're trying polish. to dye your skin do not use shoe polish please do not <laughs> don't dye your skin <laughs> don't how dye about your skin. that <laughs> um, so yeah I just they used um, they used a black pancake makeup which looked yep. really well it blended nicely with their skin is this was, the latex thing or am i going wrong on that uh pancake makeup is actually a powder based makeup that you can actually okay. uh get wet and it actually wipes on and it wipes on almost a solid and or you can blend it yeah as soon okay. as it dries so it's a, it's a great product ben nye makes it um, yeah or so, they make the same one in airbrush yeah make an airbrush um, also, as well so, so. Okay. It's a, and you can make product. pancakes out of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, it's, I don't. They call it. A, it's a pancake. Yeah, because so it, it comes in a small. Yeah, um, uh, mind anyway. you, they're they're my because I and, and I that has been a topic of conversation in a lot of the POC cosplay groups that I'm in. Um, there are people that just feel like you shouldn't darken your skin tone. Period, it, mm -hmm. whether it's a fictional being or not. Uh, yeah. um, I <laughs> I particularly don't have an issue with it. I think it's freaking cool as hell if you know someone wants to come up as Quartz from uh, I don't know the show Steven Universe. Princess <laughs> <laughs> all purple and blue. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> um, so. Like I I know that there's so many people that love the show because of what the characters represent yeah. on the show. I particularly don't watch it, but uh, my son does, and I have a lot of friends that do. I think Mary just dressed up as one of the characters for mm -hmm. Geek Girl Con today. So Hiromi. Yeah. yeah. So I don't have issues with fictional characters of a fictional race but when you are trying to depict people who were oppressed and people are still oppressed to this day if it's easy for you to wash that off and be your privileged self later on then it's not okay i think there is a, a gap in understanding of how real this is yeah. i mean you say like i can wash this off for a lot of people that i've talked to where they just don't get it there there is a lack of understanding that this is still very real for a lot of people, mm -hmm. that there's still a history that is very, very much connected to our modern era. But for them, they, you know, even though they're white, they, they don't have any connection culturally to where a lot of the stuff is coming from. They, yeah. they, they grew up in the suburbs. There's no minstrel theater in the suburbs for them. They, they just, they, like my friend, I don't think just really understood that this is still very real in our modern context. And so for him to come around and, you know, do the Huxtables, that's, you know, that's great that for you, this is like a one night party type thing, but mm -hmm. there is a history that is longer than this one night that you're doing, Yeah, you know, and there's still, it's still very tangible and it still affects 
a lot of people, even though in your corner of society, it's not within your view. Yeah. And I think that's where the gap in us, and that's somewhat of the conversations that I've had, at least with him. There's another example that I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole to, to discuss. I think we've discussed it at length. But I think maybe that's it. All right. Well, Abby, Jan, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, I think that it was a, it was it was a great pleasure. conversation. Hopefully, people at home learned something. Do you have something. a follow-up? Or? Oh, no, I'm oh, good. Oh, from the panel. And we're pretty much at time, too. I know. I was so sorry. I was worried about that. But, uh, sorry. Yeah, I didn't mean to cut into your follow-up, though. <laughs> no, we can save it for another time. Okay. Right. <laughs> I'll just keep stewing about it. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, thank you so much for coming in and like offering yourselves as a resource, not just to our show, but to the other ignorant and fallible people out there who need to learn things. Thank thank you you. for having us. Yes, thank you very much. All right, that is the show for the week, our first roundtable of the season. And we got a bunch more of those coming up throughout the rest of this season I'm really excited for. And you know what? Since you uh, listened all the way through to the end, why don't you uh, hop on to Apple Podcasts? Give us a five-star review over there. Or uh, hop over to Facebook. Make sure you follow us on there. Give us five stars there as well. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at NW underscore nerd. Tons more of nerdy content on all of those platforms if you like what you hear here. And this is very important. Uh, Please, 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 please. If you are in Washington State, which a lot of our listeners are, you probably already have your ballot and you can mail it in. Postage is free. Fill out that ballot and uh, we will see you next week with a new magazine episode. So I will talk to you then. You nerds, go vote. Where she right there. She was in the 1800s, you know, San Francisco. Yeah. And and Data was like, I I knew your race was long lived, but I did not realize, yada, yada. But like, that would make sense. Also, when Q first showed up, she put her hands up like this. He was scared of her. And she, (laughs) so he knew. Sorry. I have no idea what's going on. Nerds had to talk. But yeah. (laughs)